going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Brandon's Face, the podcast about a playlist. I am one half of your hosting duo. My name is Jonathan Beardsley. And as always, I'm joined by the one and only Brandon May. Brandon, how you doing today? I'm basically amazing today. Good, buddy. You got to uh, clear some albums off of your In Case of a Slow <laughs> Week Break Glass playlist. How much? How many are left in there? Uh, like seven or eight. But okay. I, you know, we may not even cover them. Um, there's, you know, but I was excited to throw these three on because I've been kind of waiting for an excuse to throw these ones on. So, yeah, it was a slow week. I'm glad you had some, and they are going to be fun to talk about. Uh, this one probably won't be the longest episode we ever do. Maybe one half hour, two half hour. <laughs> but um, but yeah, if this is your first time listening to us, we do a lot of Kroll Show references. And you can like this video if you're watching on YouTube. Follow us on whatever platform you're, you're listening on. On Spotify, you can rate us and you can give us five stars. That would be pretty awesome. Everyone should do that. Everyone should do that. Yeah, right? That's All the cool kids are doing it. That's what I hear. <laughs> um yeah you can find us on all major podcasting platforms instagram reddit that whole nine yards with that out of the way though man you ready to talk about some music let's do it let's do it first up we have a new one from sg lewis ty dollar sign and lucky day called vibe like this tell me how you're feeling about this one all three of these guys do a great job of kind of creating a vibe here the baseline is fantastic I completely agree, but I have an issue with one line in this song. Can I can I make a case here? Hit me. Crocodile Birkin, I did it for Steve Irwin. Okay. <laughs> let's let's just let's let's start at the beginning here and just break this down. Does he mean he bought a crocodile Birkin bag for his partner in honor of Steve Irwin? Like they killed an alligator and they made this and I got this in honor of you. If so, like you missed the entire point of that show. <laughs> like he would not want you to buy dead alligator skin. That is not at all what he would want. It's the, in fact, <laughs> the opposite of what the entire Irwin family would want. Conversely, like the, I did it for Steve Irwin. Like, did I do this like as revenge for his death? Like he was killed by a stingray. You would need to get a stingray Birkin to avenge his death in any way. And even then, I don't think he'd want you to do that. All right, now now, now we're ruining our pitch for Birkin. So we need to, <laughs> I we think, need to pitch I, a Stingray back. I think we just need to abandon this poll podcast, start a new one <laughs> where we watch Steve Irwin with Ty Dolla Sign every week. And just like break, make sure he's getting the moral. Make sure of every he's episode. understanding it fully. <laughs> yeah. All oh right, my man. God, that's ridiculous, John. <laughs> It, that line that line's ridiculous <laughs> you are correct all right man next up we got a new one from Royksop called me and euphoria i'm loving this one how are you feeling about it this is fucking great man do you think that they recorded all three of these records this year like this year or do you think we're hearing like an accumulation of of like years of recordings um I think the vocals on this one are great and very nostalgic for that like pre like just pre big room house era of EDM. But I'm curious if you think that this is like an accumulation of stuff or you think they just really got a creative hair this year. I don't think their last album. When did that come out? Like 2014 or 15. I think all of these songs are 2020 and later. Yeah, that's I my agree. guess on them, even though this one feels very 2010. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. In the best way possible. I'm really liking uh, Profound Mysteries 3. All three singles have been great. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if you like it better than two. 
We will. It's grown on me a little bit. I've gone back since you since you've said that. I, I wouldn't bump it up too high, but it's still it's a, it's a little better than I gave it credit for. I'll give you that for sure. All right. Uh, all right. Next up, we got a new one from Jamie XX called Kill Dem. Is this Jamie XX from the XX? Yes. Okay. I assumed so. I didn't know how many of XX artists are out there. <laughs> it's 2022. I didn't want to assume too much. So. I, I'm not a big VXX person. Do they do a lot of electronic music? Uh, no. From my understanding, it's like electronic-laden rock music that they do. I've never been a huge fan of the XX. I mean, I like their music, but nothing okay. nothing that really nothing that really makes my boat float, you know? But uh, Jamie XX put on um, a great show. I watched the live stream of his at Coachella, I believe. And... Um, or no, I don't think they live streamed that one. I think that must have been years ago. Um, but uh, but he put out an album, I believe, in 2016 called In Color, um, which is really good. Um, I, I honestly, I just assumed you were familiar with it. it. It made a lot of waves back when it was released. I honestly might be. I'll check it out after we record this. But uh, yeah, I mean, the name stood out. I assumed it was from the band. I And I assumed that that band was more rock focused. So this is more of a dancey side project of his. Yeah, he uh, he, he 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 really does good. I'm, I'm curious. Did you like the song? I I thought that the percussive elements were good, but the vocal chop drove me a little nuts on this one. If I'm being <laughs> honest, buddy. Uh, you know, it's actually a little bit of a different uh, direction than I'm used to from him, uh, which is kind of kind of a bummer that I didn't I guess make sure that you were aware go back and listen to in color it was released yeah, in 2015 yeah. um there's no album announcement here but it's a, this doesn't really feel like an album level track for him so um okay. I didn't hate it but it wasn't my favorite of the week yeah that that was pretty much how I felt as well I didn't really hate it just the vocal chop element got a little repetitive for sure next up we got a new one from Pilo called chemicals I did not look at the artist on this one when I was listening to it the first time in the car. And I was like, this sounds like Skrillex making a late 90s Chemical Brothers song. <laughs> and I can't like unhear it. It's just like very breakbeaty, but I, I think it works. What do you think about it? Uh, didn't Pilo do uh, what Cerebral with Boys Noise on the first Strictly Raw record? Oh my God, you're right. I, I think forgot you about that. And um, that is in banger yeah banger. <laughs> i think at one point i think it was like 2015 or 2016 you texted me and you were like what's your favorite track off this strictly raw record and why is it cerebral <laughs> yes yeah that was when i found it i completely forgot about that but yeah that was the day i was uh i was still working as a photographer down in the desert and i was like that just shuffled on and i was like this is everything <laughs> so i'm sure i'm sure if you go back to this track you'll hear some of those elements that pile can can really can really throw on here i fucking love this song man this is this yeah is, yeah it was really good it. yeah no the the combination of artists i was saying was a good good thing i loved late 90s chemical brothers so. yes well i mean uh, if if anybody doesn't like late 90s chemical brothers they haven't actually listened to late 90s chemical brothers i i think uh i think very recently i went back and listened to the entirety of surrender and then and then immediately like turned it back on like started uh -huh. from the beginning and it is uh it's still a 10 out of 10, <laughs> you know? 
All right, but are you like a hipster? Would you say like Exit Planet Dust is your favorite of their '90s albums? Are you going to be that guy? Or are you going to no. say Dig Your Hole? You're a no. Dig Your Hole guy. I'm You're I'm totally a, I'm a, a surrender your... guy, man. It, oh, although I think that might have been 2000. I I could be wrong, but it, I mean. 2000 kind of still counts. No, no. Surrender is 90. Surrender is 99. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think I texted you. It was a few months ago. And I said, Surrender, um, Daft Punk's first record, and that Fat Boy Slim record are like the three essential 90s EDM records everyone needs to listen to. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a giant Chemical Brothers fan as it is. I, and I like Dig Your Own Hole. And I like Exoplanet Dust. I mean, the brothers are always going to work it out. But surrender 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 holds my heart well holds a very special place in my heart we know brand i think everybody <laughs> that has ever met you knows that <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy let's talk about this new chemical brothers one called anti-real you mean this the one... glitch mob oh what did i say the chemical brothers <laughs> yeah. you know what? let's just talk about the chemical brothers <laughs> you know what scrap the whole show let's go <laughs> All right, a uh, new one from the Glitch Mob called Anti-Real. This is the second new single they've released, and I'm going to be honest, I like this one a lot more. Uh, <laughs> it has a very old-school rave feel to it mixed with like this heavy drum and bass. I'm digging it. What did you think? Uh, these last two track that, tracks they've put out have seemed a little anti-real, both of them, um, I, I, at least for the Glitch Mob. This one sounds a little bit more like the Glitch Mob that I know and love, and I like this song way more than I like the last track. Um, maybe I should go back and revisit the last one they put out. It was just very jarring to have the Glitch Mob attached to that song. Um, but it, it still doesn't feel exactly like the Glitch Mob, but I'm excited to see where this direction kind of pushes them, so... We'll see. They're in their they're in their creative element, and I trust them. I, exactly, I agree with you. It does not really sound like them. I'm just trying to be a little bit more optimistic with this one. Like, I think that this is a little better than the last one. It's still not the glitch mob that I love, but I'm not hating where this is going either. No. And I like them taking some chances right now. Yeah, we'll 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 see. I I do trust them. I, I've liked every record they've ever put out. So I I would be very surprised if I disliked this record that they're about to put out. Hard agree, man. Hard agree. Um, next up, we got a new one from Fred again called Blue. Better with time. My notes literally say IDK. LOL. Because <laughs> I really don't know how I feel about this, man. It's like it's it's all right. It's good. It's it's like, more of the same, man. We got a very special. We got a it. we got a very special boiler room set, and it is honestly. I mean, it's it's iconic at this point. But I set of the year. I, I really like the sounds that he's working with here, and some of the some of the sam samples and like the vocal editing are pretty cool. But I I I. I I feel the same about this song as I do the majority of his music, which is the, what is it? The real life or life reality or whatever the hell he calls his albums. Yeah. The actual, life. Um, actual life. That's what it is mm -hmm. better than both of the things I said. But, uh, but yeah, man, I, I feel the same about this as I feel about all of his other music. I still can't put my finger on why it doesn't click. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the actual life series is these kind of in the moment tracks that he, he works on with people or over time. And they're very special to him. And I feel like the singles he drops, like turn off the lights or jungle, or those are like the banger ones, the ones we're kind of expecting more of. But now that I think about it, maybe those will just be completely separate and down the line. We'll see though, man. I, I think he's, he's a, he's a very talented artist. And I think, 
whatever he releases with this album will be interesting. And while I may not come to you with much of a formed opinion about this song, I do have some interesting information about the release of this album. So he posted that because vinyl is like such a big part of what people want now with the new release that like you have to turn the vinyl in so much earlier than you would if you're just doing a digital release of the album. And I think he just got like the itch and he's changed the album a little bit since turning it in, not in major ways, but the songs he says are different versions slightly, some of them. So anybody that buys the physical vinyl is going to have slightly different versions than the version that we get on streaming. Interesting. I kind of like that. Me too. I think that it's one good that he's forthcoming about the reason why it's completely understandable. It's not like they're incomplete versions. He just was like, the album's done. Now I have all this time to think because I had to turn it in early for vinyl. And of course, time to think with a creative guy like this is just going to be like, maybe I can make this a little better, you know? But yeah. it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah, well, we'll we will see. I don't I don't think because of my reception of the last couple of tracks he's put out, I don't think I'm going to buy the vinyl. So oh, we'll find them on YouTube. That'll yeah, be, oh yeah, it'll, it'll happen. All right, man. Next up, we got a new one from Pig and Dan called Adam. You're a big fan of them. Did you like this one? Uh, yeah. So we covered their album last year, and they they've done mm-hmm. some stuff on Mousetrap, but. And I found them actually because they did a lot of drum code, uh, drum code collaborations. Uh, I dig this track. I know it's really minimal up front, but the way it progresses is really neat to me. It's kind of like this deconstructed sound. I know your reception of the album last year was it's a little too minimal for me, man. So I'm I'm assuming that your review of this song is going to be the same. But I really hope you you push through and listen to the whole thing and and heard that kind of progression that they do so well. I did hear it and I went through the whole thing multiple times and I don't know what it's worth if it's good or bad, but it gets my you would if you had robot ears award <laughs> for the week. So take that for what it's worth. I'm, I'm going to take that as a win, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I dug this one. Very <laughs> warehousey. Yes. All right. Next up, we got a new one from DJ Tennis called Nobody. I like this song and I like even more that it was uploaded to the correct Spotify page. So go <laughs> use Spotify. <laughs> DJ Tennis. DJ Tennis. Yes, Spotify. correct. Uh, what do you think of this one, bud? I mean, it's probably more your speed than uh, than the Pig and Dan track was uh, as far as techno bit. goes. Sure. Uh, I, you know, you, you know, I love this song, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big DJ Tennis fan. So. Of course. Of course. Uh, next up, we got another new one from Paul Van Dyke and Alex Morph called Hawkins Square. I really liked this one. This one is going to be fucking incredible live. <laughs> like when that drop at two minutes hits at a festival, that shit's going to go wild. This What'd is you in- absolutely incredible. I mean, yeah, I, I just it. I cannot wait for a new Paul Van Dyke record. This is going to be this is the absolute banger. Yeah, this is my favorite of the songs he's released so far this year. Yeah, same. I think we're going to leave it at that. I'm not going to add any more singles, no matter how good they are. I think we should just (laughs) wait for the record. Yeah. Yeah, we're both anticipating that one. If you do see a release date pop up for it, let me know. I will. All right. Next up, we got a new one from Feed Me, Brandon. Yes, we do. so free. I I mean, this... Is this a big occasion? Like what you're the you're the biggest Feed Me fan I'll ever know. Like, what, <laughs> what does this mean to you? Uh, this is a little different than anything he's ever done. Um, you know, I love Feed Me uh, mm-hmm. and he rarely, rarely disappoints. I think there's only like one song I don't like uh, from him. 
Uh, and as is tradition with him, the chords and the bass lines are just so fucking clean on this one. It's a little bit of a different sound, and I'm kind of excited to hear this sound. He, he does this very well. What is this, like, neo-disco or something like that? Like, it's, it's, it's a weird sound. What did you think about it? It is a big occasion. I always like New Feed Me, even though we got an album from him last year. <laughs> I liked it, man. It's, it's very, I thought it was housey. Yeah, it was just kind of like jungle, like a little bit. It is very different from him. Not at all what I was expecting based on clicking it and seeing the name Feed Me or his album last year. But I don't I don't dislike it. It's interesting. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. So we'll we'll see if this goes anywhere. It probably won't. Knowing him, he just wanted to throw something out there that he made that he can mix into his sets. So much like the glitch mob, it's these artists are so far into their career in this genre makes you be so creative that when they open up a new fucking pro tool session or whatever like it's like yeah we're not going to just start with the 4-4 again like let's try something new you know and i think this is interesting because this actually feels like him simplifying things a little bit yeah Um, (laughs) but i mean all of the elements of a feed me song are still there the chords the progression the bass lines all of those elements are still there i think he's using a different drum than he has in a in the majority of his tracks but i think that's good because he's changing the style so yeah i agree and he gave us an album last year and the ep is spore earlier this year and now this so high output high quality yeah he's, he's been busy he has been man <laughs> uh next up we got a new one from grammatic called bring it up this one had a little bit of the fat boy slim you can get with this you can yes. get with that type of vibe yes to it. A little bit of a throwback. What'd you think of it? I liked it, man. Like these chopped up soul samples mixed in with all the horns. It's just fucking cool, dude. It's really cool. Yeah, it was just a fun, breezy track. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we got a new one from Channel Tress called No Limit. Still no release date announcement for real cultural shit yet, but I'll keep an eye out. This song, though, is just classic channel man I, i'm excited to see the live choreography for this one yeah th- this uh this baseline does not quit no it does not and and the vocals are there which is we realized with that ep of beats he released earlier this year we need the vocals yes they are essential to a channel trust track <laughs> they're just iconic man he's just so good at them you think they're iconic already i mean they honestly feel like it to in, me. in my world I feel like they're, they're unmistakable. So the exactly. They're so unique and unide- or unidentifiable. They're identifiable instantly every time, you know? Right. Exactly. All right. Next up, we got a new one from Khalid called Satellite. And man, he just does not sing the word satellite as good as Craig Owens does. <laughs> like, my what main a, takeaway. What here. a ridiculous bar to set, John. <laughs> Hey man, it's too recent. You know, oh, if, it, if that was like five years ago, I wouldn't bring it up. That was earlier this year. Oh, Genres be damned. I, w- I wish anybody could. I wish. I wish I could replicate it so I could like sing it here, but I'm not gonna. So <laughs> this is a good track, man. Uh, his voice sounds great. The song is clearly produced so he can hit the radio at least in some capacity, and you know, it's what he does. He's good at that. I thought I thought that was kind of cornball. I didn't like this one. This well, one wasn't my favorite. I think his voice sounds great. I'm just gonna go back to the R&B EP we got last there you go. year. Yes, you got that. You did get. He yeah. did that for you. 
you go back into your corner with that, Sean. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, next up, we got a new one from Sam Smith called Unholy featuring Kim Petras. This one sounds like Sam Smith making a Beyonce song. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. Uh, what did you think of this one? Sam has just this d- incredibly discernible voice that works in a lot of contexts, and I think that this is one of them. I've never been a huge fan of Kim Petras, so... Sure. It's, that, it's an ambitious it club song. It's yeah. an ambitious club song, and I respect it for that. Yep. All right. Next up, we got a new one from Little Nas X called Star Walking. I think this is from the new League of Legends game. It's it's fine, I guess. <laughs> like all Little Nas X <laughs> sounds the same to me. What did what did you think of it? <laughs> this is okay. Uh, this is the new League of Legends anthem, and we had. I don't know, man. It seems weird that this song was chosen or this song was written for this. Uh, it's a fine song or whatever, but they usually do something a little bit more EDM and a little bit more hyped. Uh, they did in 2014. It was an Imagine Dragons track. In 2016, it was Zed. In 2018, it was the Glitch Mob. You know, and it's it just sure. it 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 to me doesn't really fit that mold. But you know, I I. I I'll maintain that Montero really surprised me like a lot that entire album. So I, it was I, a good pop record. Yeah. I don't, I don't dislike his music. It's just okay. Yeah, I agree, man. I think that he has really unrealistic expectations put on him as like an artist, just going from like kind of viral internet sensation to one of the bigger pop stars we have today. But this one didn't do it for me. I blame Billy Ray Cyrus. Don't we all? Jesus Christ. (laughs) For everything, really. (laughs) All right, next up, we got a new one from Zayna called Risk It All. She's one of my favorite up-and-comers in R&B right now, and I feel like you might like this track because it's a little Halsey-ish. Am I right? I actually really did like this. I knew it. That's why you like it. It's a little Halsey-ish, but I, I enjoyed this one, too. Uh, her voice is like really soft and sultry and none of nothing nothing about this song is overdone which i really enjoy so yeah it's beautiful man uh next up we got a new one from samaria called still got forever i'm just peppering you with these up-and-coming r&b artists that they keep <laughs> finding buddy uh it's it's been a good couple weeks to be an r&b fan i'll tell you that uh i'm i'm loving it i i really dig her voice i think this track's great what any thoughts on it i don't know i actually feel the exact opposite man i didn't like this one too much um i think she relies a little bit too heavily on the auto-tune it's not really auto-tune that they're using they're using like a vocoder or some sort of vocal uh what are they what are they called something like that but i think you're right and 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 i know that everyone uses it right even like rock bands i'm sure ollie's fucking sykes is using it but it it, when it's so noticeable it feels like cheating unless it's kind of being used as an instrument but in this Mm -hmm. case it just feels a little overdone to me that's fair bud i'll accept that good you didn't have a choice (laughs) I won't beat you up over it. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. You're going to come down from the Pacific Northwest and beat me? Let's go. Then Sasquatch after you. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got a new one from Sir called Nothing Even Matters, man. This track is fucking awesome. I really hope we get a new album from him soon. Did you enjoy this one? I did like this one. Okay, this one's a little different. It's got some weird chopped up soul in the beat. It's a, it's it's interesting. It's got that... uh 
It's definitely got the what's the record label? I'm forgetting them now that Kendrick's not even on them. It's definitely got the TDE. top dog. Yeah, it's definitely got the TDE feel to it. <laughs> it's it's crazy how quickly that uh, that Dreamville takeover from TDE happened. Yeah, man. Uh, but coincidentally, I don't really think PG Lang has taken off. So we'll see. <laughs> All right, next up, we got a new one from Freddie Gibbs, man. This one's called Dark Hearted. Who would have thought that James Blake would have one of the best productions on a Freddie Gibbs album? <laughs> it's, it's phenomenal, though. I, I love this. What yeah. did you think of it? Oh, it's fucking great, man. This album's going to be wild. He has such a way of delivering vocals that is just so heavy. Uh, mm-hmm. The vocals kind of delivered over this beat. I mean, this was this was a beautiful Freddie Gibbs song. And there's like a few tracks from him that you could call like special or like, you know, soulful or whatever. But like this, this, this one is beautiful, even though he's like spitting Coke bars over him, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, this one is it's I agree, man. It's a beautiful track. I, I really, really liked this one. Did you get the the funk flex freestyle text I sent you of his? No. He oh, did a he did a funk fr- he did a funk flex? Yeah, he did a funk flex. It's not it's not ten minutes like Black Thought, it's more like two, <laughs> but but he kills it. It's great. I'll I'll send it to you after Again, this. John with the impossible bars. <laughs> All right, next up, we got Stormzy, new one called Mel Made Me Do It. Did you get the music video to this that I texted? Yes, I did. Okay. Oh, good. Man, leave it to Stormzy to drop a fucking seven-minute flex as a comeback. Right? Jesus Christ, dude. This this song, like, I remember looking at it, like, two minutes in, and I was like, oh, we still have a ways to go. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, dude. And I, I love this one. Bar for bar. It's it's great. What did you think of it? Yeah, man. I uh, I really like this one. One Just one big flex. Seven minutes of flexing. Um, I actually hear, like, a lot of Eminem influence in some of the flows. Interesting. I'll have to listen back for that. Um, I've been having this one on repeat all week. I don't think he's announced a new album, but hopefully that's around the corner. You know, the British accent has been a little bit of an acquired taste for me, but I'm really digging mm-hmm. it once I get past that kind of accent barrier. This thing is, this is awesome, man. This is a great song. Yeah. I mean, I don't really get into it too far past Dave and Stormzy. I feel like they're they're my exact taste. And yeah, the, he just delivered 1000% with this. And I wasn't expecting it. So that made it all the better. Yeah, man, this was uh, this was good. Okay, let's move into the rock realm of things. We got Thrice with a new one called Open Your Eyes and Dream. Any positive words about this one? (laughs) Wow, you're a hater, bro. I don't like Thrice, man. It's just, it's very, it's butt rocky. This this sounds way too close to Tool for my liking. No fucking way. You're wrong. Listen Uh, to that. I, I will. I really like this one, man. I thought this was going to be more up your more up your alley than the last record they put out. But um, it seems like not. Um, I liked the last record and this song was heavy, bro. Not for me. All right, That's <laughs> fair. You don't have to like it. I'm the change my mind guy. <laughs> more for me. Exactly. You, you can eat all that. You can, you can have all that. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to share with you, though, and that's this new LS Dunes track, 2022, man, because this one is just fucking awesome. Everything you want a song to be that has Anthony Green on it, 
you get the uh the trademark raspy yell you get everything and i I cannot wait for this album what do you think of it uh yeah this is gonna be an interesting album bro i really really like this song these musicians clearly have a lot of good chemistry about them you can hear it in the way everything flows it's it's a uh this is a this is a this is a post hardcore banger man Dude, this is going to be this is going to be a great album. Like you know, with be- Anthony Green, you really you really hope you're not going to get something like a Circa Survive clone or a or a, I'm going to try to do translating the name again. And we don't get any of those things with any with either of these songs. We get this is a completely new project, and it is very clear that it is, and it's working very well. Has he ever tried to do translating the name again? Because I would really like to hear that. No, but you kind of hope that he doesn't, man. I mean, no, I, you can't, you can't, you can never replicate that. That's, yeah, I'll never, I'll perfection. never forget seeing say say Osin uh, with Anthony Green uh, not too long ago. I think it was like 2016, and they played the whole thing front to back, and then, uh, and then you know. Everybody wanted an encore, but like he comes back out and he's like, we don't have any other songs like this is that that's that's the EP. I guess we'll play seven years again. And they did. It of was course, great. Of course. It was it, great. Say, yeah, I, I've never seen them play seven years twice. I've never seen them with Anthony Green. I saw them the first time, like a little bit after Cove had joined. And it, they're always just such a fucking good show. They still did seven years during the Cove years. So I've seen that one live, even though it wasn't Anthony. Cove, very underrated vocalist, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, man. They're just live, so great. They were always the one you could count on for the uh, the guitar flip, which was always yep. a fun thing to see live. Yep. They're a great band. But yeah, I don't... Nobody will ever touch the, the, the no. white EP, man. Translating the name. We used to call it the white EP back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Next up, we got a new one from AWOL Nation called Freaking Me Out. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this one, man? So I really loved the instrumentals on this one. But God, that freaking me out just repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. Just oh, It's like, dude, you, you, AWOL Nation put out their first debut album called megalithic symphony and it is that it is an insane album front to back it's fucking great and i've like really tried to keep giving them a shot and i again i really like the instrumentals on this one but where the 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 lyrics and the chorus just didn't just didn't do it for me what do you think i thought the exact same thing man really cool guitars weird programming in the instrumental just not great vocals yep bummer uh next up we got two new ones from he is legend called the prowler and lifeless lemonade i haven't listened to them or an album of theirs since it hates you but i'm not surprised to hear that they still shred as hard as fucking possible right (laughs) this is this is really good what'd you think of it all right so i was never like a huge he is legend fan but i was aware of their music and i listened to the first couple of albums back when the scene was pretty big i liked their kind of like southern personality they threw on it uh on i am hollywood uh that 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 (laughs) album uh they kind of had this like twang to the metalcore which was pretty neat man um but i actually found that being done better by a different band uh called once nothing which put out an album called first came the law which is fantastic um but so i didn't pay much attention to he is legend after that um all of that being said maybe i should go back it's not the metalcore that i i know them for but man this is good this is heavy it's great this i mean i 
I think the last album, like I said, I heard of theirs was It Hates You, but like after I Am Hollywood, they went more Southern metal. Like Suck Out the Poison is a Southern metal album. It's not really thrash metal the same way um, I Am Hollywood was. Got it. But I still feel like everyone wants them to be the I Am Hollywood band again, and they're so far from that, even though that song still just fucking rips every right. time. <laughs> Dad, I'm Not Coming Home sample is so great live, dude. I love that part. I'm sure. Yeah, I was actually a really big fan of theirs. I feel I felt like once they went Southern Metal, you were like, yeah, it was like you're a He Is Legend person, a Maylene person, like a Once Nothing person, like all those bands. You 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 kind of had a preference, and then the scene just died. So right, right. <laughs> I'm glad they I'm glad they persisted though. Right, they, and they were all kind of taking from every time I die, anyways. So a, a little bit. I mean, I feel like I am Hollywood is I am Hollywood. And it's China its own White thing for sure. For sure, their own things. But yeah, they, I feel like everyone stole from everyone, man. Yeah, <laughs> to that, some degree. That was the beauty of the scene, right? Yeah, community, not competition. <laughs> Even though it was extremely competitive. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Uh, all right, man. Let's cap off the singles this week with this new one from Avatar called Valley of Disease. Do you know how hard it is to search for this art, this artist when there's a new <laughs> Avatar movie coming out, Brandon? <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> I'm it, sure it's very it difficult. Very difficult, man. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let me look into this artist. Uh, good thing for Spotify. We have not covered an artist that does face paint. So this this is fun. <laughs> so I like this. Avatar is one of those bands that changes thematically for each new release. I haven't liked all of their records, but um, I'm curious how this one turns out because it seems to be going in a very interesting way. <laughs> um, I don't think we have an album announcement or anything quite yet, but um, there is Hail the Apocalypse that they put out, and then they have uh, like the Black Waltz. Um, there's a, there, okay. there's a few more. There's one. What's it called here? It's the there's one with like a king. The, yeah, the king. The king wants you. Yeah, I think what it's called, something like that. Uh, it, they're they're good music when uh, they choose a theme that I like. So, what if the next theme of their album was like eight foot tall blue people that live on a planet <laughs> called Pandora? <laughs> you might as well capitalize on using the name, right? Right. Exactly. Um, I, yeah. I, I don't know about this one. I liked the heavier parts of this song, which isn't something I usually say with the metal tracks you add. I, I didn't like the clean vocals on this one as much. Yeah, it's there. There's something about it, but I wanted to throw it on because I, I kind of wanted to introduce you to Avatar. So here you go. Hey, man, I introduced you to Stormzy. You introduced me to Avatar. There it is. <laughs> this is, is why we do this podcast. <laughs> All right, man, let's move into the albums. We got a new one from the Wonder Years called The Hum Goes On Forever. I'm going to go first on this one, if you don't mind. Uh, Do it. I, I really enjoyed this album. It's it's just a well-made pop punk album with an indie sensibility to it. And I think that they make that style of music incredibly well. They're seven albums into their career, and that shows on this album in a good way. They know exactly what they're doing. They know the points and themes that they want to touch on, and they don't seem to overthink anything. The album is well-paced. Doors I Painted Shut is a great intro. Wyatt's Song and Oldest Daughter are both great choices as singles. Cardinals 2 has that awesome moment of his voice like straining over the bridge until the song comes back in. I love that, dude. Uh, they veer a little into the Law Dispute territory with songs like yep. Songs About Death, but... Uh, 
overall i thought it was a good album and i will be coming back to it pretty soon i gave this one a seven out of ten i think oldest daughter was my standout what about you man all right uh i think i like this album more than you uh hit me this record is fucking beautiful let's get that right out of the way uh the wonder years used to describe themselves when asked for a bio before a show for the venue or whatever they're just quote a band unquote that's it and i think that's a very interesting (laughs) way to look at music um they don't kind of follow really any genre norms here this is a very avant-garde pop punk album if you really wanted to put it into a fucking corner but there are really interesting genre blends here they've got I heard some fucking emo, even some like some Midwest twinkles in there. We've got some pop punk moments. There's even some like post hardcore moments, like you said, where his vocals are just straining over the bridge. And there's like some real fucking passion here, man. Uh, It's just it's a gorgeous record, man. It's filled with love songs that really show off their maturity as a band. They avoided a ton of tropes that are popular in all of these genres. And they have very clearly put passion into the songwriting and everything else involved in this here quote uh, i believe this is from wyatt's song uh, i found glass in the garden dug it up with my thumb i won't let you cut your feet when you learn to run just a fantastic i just got fucking chills saying it beautiful. You? like it's beautiful man yeah. uh delivered vocally like a passionate elder emo and instrumentally powerful um on cardinals too they paint pictures of love and nightmares and depression and hopelessness the the imagery here the imagery on this song and the rest of the album but particularly on cardinals too is just it's vivid man uh like every other song on this record it's delivered so well instrumentally that it feels like all of these tones and sounds were kind of meant to be written together um I usually do a dry run of the playlist uh, before we before I sit down and write my review. You know, I want to listen to all of it and kind of get familiar with it a little bit before I write my review. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Cardinals 2 came on for the first time, the lyrics and the imagery was distracting as hell while I was uh, I was doing some cleaning. Um, and it just it just it it I needed to turn it off so I could go back and like actively listen to it. I think it was like towards the first chorus. I was like, wait a second. All of this is too much. Um I, I, I fucking loved this album, dude. I gave it a nine. My my standout is obviously since I spent half of my review talking about Cardinals too, but the entire record is great. There's no skips on this, man. I'll definitely be coming back to this one. All right, man, you talked me into it. I'll give it an eight. Cardinals too is the new standout. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's, it's a great album. I feel honestly, even though we didn't cover all of the songs, I listened to all of the singles a lot. And that was like five songs. So I feel like it just desensitized me to it by the point I got to listening to the album in full, and I which didn't. is more of a fault of the modern streaming era than theirs. So right. you're probably right. I probably undersold this a little bit for how beautiful it is, even though I did enjoy it. I, I honestly, man, sit down with the lyrics, bro. And get a little get a little high and just like sink into this record man it is a very good record i will conversely i sat down with that stormzy one with the lyrics and i was like dude this is a lot of lyrics you're right like, i just scrolled for so long it's like dear god this is like a dissertation man uh, motherfucker put out a thesis as a flex yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like only he can right uh all right great album glad we we both enjoyed that one next up we got a new one from animals as leaders called parisia i'm gonna say 
Parisia? I, I like I like Parisia. Parisia. Um, we're going to call it that. Talk to me about this one. So it may have been a slow week for releases in the Brandon's face verse, but it is never a slow week as I have. A, I always have a few albums we can go over. Um, this of is kind of an avant-garde progressive metal band that doesn't have any lyrics. And I think that's fucking neat. Uh, I've been listening to them for a couple of years. I think I discovered them at like the onset of the pandemic. Uh, this album was actually released on March 25th and I've just kind of been sitting on it. We haven't really had too many slow weeks since then. And I kind of wanted to, I want you, wanted you to have your attention on this one. Um, walls of sound, time signature fuckery, technical guitar work, insane bass lines, incredible drumming. What's not to like here, man? There's a ton of substance, but it's all kind of atmospheric and ethereal. The way they can go from like heavy double bass grooves into something really melodic and then kind of move to like a bass led, uh, a bass led kind of like beat and then kind of move into like chuggy riffs. I mean, they do it masterfully um, and they do it a lot and it doesn't really ever get repetitive to me because they do it in such a way that's fresh on every track. I'm not really sure what else to say about this album. I'm really curious on your thoughts as this isn't really something that we cover a lot of. I know we cover a lot of metal, but I, I'm not sure that this kind of fits into that category neatly. It's kind of like putting a, a, a rhombus peg through a square hole. Um, and uh, it's something I know you can't deny is uh, the instrumental the instrumental prowess here. It's specifically with the bass and the drumming. Those really stood out to me. Um, I think this band has incredible musicianship, and I think it's uh, I think it's really neat music, man. I gave this one a seven. My standout was Red Miso. What did you think about Animals as Leaders? So un unrelated to any of the words in my review, I didn't know that you didn't know I so confused i've known who animals as leaders was since 2009 i had their first album on oh, cd wow. yeah so even though this isn't really my type of music now because of what like 10 years of edm and pop and rap have kind of done to my taste like this is exactly what i used to be into near the end of kind of like my my time in this genre like i liked it to get as technical as possible i love that you That's don't tell me this shit before we get on the mic man That's great. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I honestly just, uh, I didn't say that because I assumed you were like, oh, John, John's going to want to check out this new Animals as Leaders. Uh, but yeah, just in terms of the album itself, like much like Between the Buried and Me, they are the kind of band you just kind of have to sit back and enjoy, you know, like. You just kind of have to let it happen to you. Yeah, like you focus on any one thing too long and you're lost. They're, <laughs> they're, they're technical yeah. wizards who prove that over every second of the album they're always trying to overwhelm and impress you and they've been the standard bearer in whatever this genre is for as long as they've been around because of how great they are at making albums exactly like this like there's some incredible grooves on this album some really heavy moments some really frenetic moments it's a, it's a lot of fun man my standout is either monomyth or the problem of other minds depending on the mood that i'm in and i also gave this one a seven out of ten nice glad you liked it yeah buddy you ready to talk about some death metal <laughs> <laughs> every second of my life john all right so you threw this new one from psychroptic on called divine council and i want you to talk to me about this one because I'm in this is just one of those albums that I'm kind of torn between objectivity and subjectivity. Objectively, this album is pretty great. Like just as technical and creative as the Animals as Leaders album, 
which is incredibly impressive. There's there's some moments on this album that leave you pretty floored, like the over top over the top ending to like the the shadow world or the <laughs> relentless ashes of our empire. Yep. Subjectively, though, this isn't really my type of album. And while I was able to appreciate things about it, I don't think I really loved the album as a whole. But I'm Donnie and Lebowski, man. I'm out of my element here. So how should I feel about this one? Well, uh. I fucking loved this album. I think it just absolutely bangs. I listened to it an uncomfortable amount of times. <laughs> um, I found this album a few weeks ago, released on August 5th. I'm not too far behind the curve on this one. Uh, sure. They're very clearly good. This is melodic death metal to a T. Uh, they show you their melodic chop, like their melodic chops, like really early with Renda Sunder, with Renda Sunder. Uh, that complex riff that just kind of builds with scales while incorporating gent adjacent palm muting is just fucking awesome, man. And like you said, I mean, the technical prowess here is clearly, I mean, it's, it's there, man. Uh, we get some fucking tr incredible tremolo picking throughout a fool's errand. This album is filled with very interesting lyrics. I don't know if you read any of the lyrics, but, uh, they're very interesting. Uh, melodic riffs that kind of feel inventive, yet also kind of feel like the natural progression from the Slaughter of the Soul and kind of Carcass Heartwork era of the 90s melodic death metal with kind of a more professional production level because, you know, it's not the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, Ashes of Our Empire has the catchiest death metal riffing I've heard in a long time. Uh, that orchestral kind of choir piece at the end is just an incredible touch. I fucking love this, man. I'll definitely be coming back to this quite a bit and a band that I'll be following now, uh, henceforth. And uh, this is kind of one of those records that I just kept coming back to and sometimes listening front to back and then just saying... Yeah, fuck it. I'll turn this one on again. It is, I think, very good. I know it's not kind of your cup of tea for everyday listening, but sure. I think that this is a very good record. Um, I gave it an eight. My standouts, Ashes of Our Empires. What'd you rate it? Uh, seven. All right. Neat. You talked me into it. It's good. I, th I think that I think that's right on the I think that's right on the money, man. Good, man. Yeah, I uh, after I kind of listened to this one a few times, I went and looked at a few reviews that are out there for it. And it seems like people really like it. Everyone that's ever listened to this podcast knows that I am not an authority on metal in any way. <laughs> so it's always just how it's going to hit my taste. Sometimes there's some surprises. And I did enjoy like parts of this album for sure. When there's a melodic death metal album that gets me to go back and listen to both Heartwork and Slaughter of the Soul, because it it, it it's so... It's so reminiscent of that era. I'm like, I, 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 I mean, it just, it spoke to me, man. I actually went back and listened to both Carcass's heart work and at the gate slaughter of the soul this week. So that's why you co-host this show with me because nobody else was doing that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's cap this week off with this in angles album called Cardinal. I can see why you were so excited for me to hear this band, dude. Uh, these are the the types of up-and-coming post-hardcore bands that have been my favorites to cover this year, honestly. This, yeah, this album just, it makes me wonder what other albums you're keeping from me, honestly. But uh, this it's a pretty to-the-point album, like in terms of the era of the scene we grew up in. And I think that's why it's so great. It's simple. 
And for an album like this, the the sequencing blew me away. Like we rarely get smooth transitions from more seasoned bands than them. You're right. So them going the extra mile to make sure everything flows together on this just really stood out to me, man. This whole album's really good. Uh, I'm going to say my standouts are Dead Era. A single thread is my probably favorite, <laughs> but Flyweights and also a standout for me. Yeah. Another album I gave a seven. I think I gave every, every album a seven. Nice. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for showing me these guys. I will definitely be throwing a few of these tracks on my Scene Didn't Die playlist. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. I, ha- I haven't been sitting on this one for too long. I I, I found this band actually on uh, the Spotify algorithm uh, and it, it kind of took me a minute for it to click a little bit, man. Uh, the I think the song that they showed me was Vessel. And uh, I, it just, I, I don't know, man. So l- 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 let me back up. So their, their, uh, their bio on Spotify is their mathy post-hardcore. It's what the band calls themselves. And I think that description is obviously perfect. I think that this album is done very well, but... Math rock has always been really hit or miss with me, you know, like the thank you scientists, you know, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of it is a little too technical and seems, I don't know, a little frivolous, right? As if, I don't know, music isn't music at all at some point a little frivolous. Like, isn't it all like unnecessary? But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to get. Maybe I'm getting isn't it all here. unnecessary. <laughs> right. Uh, but I really I really enjoyed this one. I found this uh, I found this via the Spotify algorithm, like I said, and. I, I kind of threw it on my listen to next and then I was kind of browsing that, you know, a few weeks ago and and this came up again. The, the whole album did. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, you know, I, Spotify. When, I listen to uh, such a variety of music that when Spotify tells me that I need to listen to an album of a band that has like, what what is it like 28,000 listeners or something like that? Yeah, 20, mm-hmm. 22,000 listeners. I, I, I kind of pay attention, right? My ears perk up a little bit, and I was like, fuck it. Let me try it again. And I'm so glad I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, this uh, just fucking just fucking great lyrics, man. Great instrumentals, passionate vocals that are reminiscent of the scene. Like, what's not to like, you know? I listened to this one an uncomfortable amount of times this week also, and I'll definitely be going back to, to it. I actually grabbed uh, I actually grabbed the record from their from their record label. Um, oh hell yeah! Yeah, and it's a it's a run of you know out of one fifty. So they're 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 a small band, man, but they clearly know what they're doing. <laughs> so we'll see, man. A single thread is to me the best song on the album. Although I agree, all fucking great. thousand percent. If 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 they are listening to this, run a single thread as a single, man. Do a music video for that. That's promote the shit out of that song. That's a really good song. Yeah, that that song needs some some more recognition. I think it might be their most played. No, in fact, it's not. No, I think Dead Era is the most played on the album. Yeah. Yeah, well, but, I, I really liked this one. I'm glad you did too. It, uh, it, I, I knew as soon as, as soon as, as soon as it was going to be a slow week, I was like, "Yep, this one's getting down there." John's, John's going to like this one. Yeah, yeah, I appreciated it, man. Thank you. Thank Good. You. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did, man. This was a fun one. This was, man. This was a dead week that turned out to be a surprisingly fun one, thanks to your your endless well of music to check out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to know what we're going to be checking out next week? I definitely do. Oh, boy. Okay, so we got new album from Craig David, new one from Freddie Gibbs, finally, Slipknot, Tycho, the Yaz, Yaz, and tonight we will be getting the new single from Paramore. So it's going to be a stacked week. I love it. Somebody on Twitter posted a picture, 
and it's on their bed. It's a bottle of tequila, a gun, a lunchable, a joint, their phone, a vibrator, a water bottle, a lighter, and perfume. And it says, ready for the new Paramore single tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Thank you. We need more people yes. like that in the world. Yes. Uh, the I, Brandon's I, face energy. That's, that's, the, that's not Brandon's face energy. Hey, man, <laughs> uh, they actually announced a, an, an album date. I think it's February 2023 for Paramore. So it's a long yeah. ways away. That will be on next year's. I've, I've been purposely not updating the next year portion of the release calendar because I want to pre-pro it with you. But yeah, we've got SG Lewis already, already announced for next year. Yes. I think Anti-Flag. There's there's going to be some fun shit, man. I think so, too. Well, I bid you adieu, sir. We bid you all adieu, good sirs and good ladies. <laughs> Take care. Peace. Peace.